Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bloom with Bridget. I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend your time with me today. So I definitely want to make it worth your while. We've got a fun episode coming your way today. I hope it's something that you can take back and apply to your life or modify it and find ways to have more fun. Last week, we talked about ways to plant seeds of happiness and what that looked like and how happiness was really more than just a mood. It's really a mindset. And so I wanted to share some things that we do with our family, some things that I can apply in my life that maybe you can use and take away and use in your life as well to have more fun. Because I think the older that we get, that is definitely something that we kind of lose sight of and oftentimes have to be reminded that we do need to let loose a little bit more and really enjoy life. So let's go ahead and jump in. I want to talk and tell a little story about the last time I remember having a lot of fun. First, I want to ask, when was the last time that you laughed so hard you nearly peed your pants? And I know for some of you moms that are listening, after having kids, we can sneeze and we might pee our pants. So not too far of a stretch, but When was the last time that you really laughed so hard that your abs hurt, your eyes were watering? So just stop and think for a minute. And can you remember a time that you laughed that hard? For me, it was about a month ago. Um, My husband and I decided that we were going to take our kids to Paoli to ski for the first time. It was a pretty big undertaking with four kids, our youngest being three, oldest being 11, And we were determined we were going to take him to ski. And that was something that he did growing up with his family and had a lot of great fond memories from doing that. So it was something that he said, I really want to start him young. I want to start early. I want them to learn how to ski. So we had a great snow. Um, We probably had about six inches of good fresh snow. So we decided we were going to load up the car and head to French Lake for the weekend. With all the COVID restrictions, there weren't a whole lot of hotel rooms available, but we were able to get the very last room for that weekend and made our reservations at a nice steakhouse. We got our ski passes. We were ready to rock and roll. I do want to preface that this was our first outing with our kids since last year. Everything from dinner, walking through the hotel, pressing the buttons on the elevator. It was like having four caged bulls let loose in the china shop. It was wild. Our girls were full throttle. They had lost all refinement and recollection of how to really act in public. My husband and I were kind of like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is what happened to our sweet little girls. Um, Still sweet girls, but they were just excited and wild and, and running and loud and just all over the place. They had acted like they'd had about 20 Mountain Dews each. So it was definitely moments of laughter, moments of embarrassment, and all combined together, it really made for a good weekend. When we were eating dinner at the steakhouse, my two younger daughters were at the end of the table and we were going around and we were playing this animal game. So we divide into teams and you go through the alphabet and you have to guess an animal and you have to decide, you know, is it a A for ant, and you run through all the animals that start with the letter A, and then you kind of go back and forth until you get through the end of the alphabet. So just a way to kill time while we're waiting for food. It's something that we've done since the girls were little. So we're really having some intense game of, of animal alphabet on one end of the table, 
And I look down at the other end of the table, my two youngest daughters have their straws in their milk, and they have this mountain of bubbles that is just overflowing from their cups all over the tablecloth, all over the plate of food in front of them. They're laughing and giggling, and the people beside us are laughing and looking, and they pick the silverware up and the rolled napkin, and silverware goes flying everywhere. So it was just chairs are flipping over. It's it's pretty wild, but um, my husband and I were doing a really good job of keeping it together, but it was definitely chaos to say the least. We get back to the hotel. Um, not going to lie. We're a little spent. Dinner was probably a little too much, but we get back to the hotel room. And if you remember, I said that this was the last room that we could get that was available. So we have six of us in our family. We have one queen bed, one bathroom, and we're all in this one room together. So we've got two girls that are making pallets on the floor. The other two are in between my husband and I. And I mean, it was mayhem. It was madness and it was chaos. It was so much fun. First thing that the girls did was to brew all of the coffee packets in the hotel. They were pretending that they were having Starbucks and, you know, making their coffee and they all took one sip and it was like, and spit it out. But we're doing that. We've got face masks. We've got a balcony room that we were in and it overlooks this lobby. And so my three-year-old is yelling at everybody that's sitting in the lobby. They're probably there for a romantic getaway, having some one-on-one quiet time. And this little girl's, hey, what's your name? My name's Hayden. And they're talking back and forth. And it's like, oh my gosh, you could tell we had not been out of the house in a hot minute <laughs> with the whole family. It was hysterical. So we're trying to get everybody calm down, getting ready for bed. Don't forget, there's probably somebody next to us in the room um, next door. So let's be mindful of that. And my five-year-old came running over. I'm sitting in bed and she came running over and she's like, mom, I need you to open these M&Ms. And my husband's like, no, you're not having candy. It's nine o'clock at night. You're not going to get any sugar right before bed. And in the middle of her asking me to open this tube of M&Ms, the very last second, she pops open the container and M&Ms go flying all over the bed, all over my hair, you know, on the floor. And my husband and I looked at each other and the only thing we could do was just to laugh. I mean, what do you do in situations like that? It was total chaos. And and again, it was just, they had not been out of the house, but we literally laughed so hard. I look over at him and he's got tears in his eyes and I couldn't breathe. I was, I was literally laughing that hard. And our other girls were looking at us like, you are crazy. Like what is so funny? And I don't even think we knew what was so funny. It was just kind of the icing on the cake of if anything's going to go wrong, it's going to keep going wrong. But we literally for a good two solid minutes could not stop laughing. And that was probably the last time that I remember laughing that hard. It was crazy because we were all in the room together. We were in close quarters. My husband had to share a bathroom with five ladies, but we had literally the best time we had more time together. We had more time just being there. A lot of times my daughters will kind of break off. You know, the older two will kind of buddy up and the younger two will buddy up. So you're hearing the conversations and the role playing and the games that they're playing. And it's just so neat because a lot of times when when we're home, everybody kind of spreads out and goes to their room or they go to their own little little area of the house or they're doing their own thing. And, and we don't have that time together. So I was very grateful for getting the last room and all of us being right there on top of each other. It was a pretty special weekend. So when was the last time that you remember having that much fun? When was the last time that you really let loose, let your hair down and just went 
all out and didn't care what other people thought, you know, and I think that's one thing that gets us hung up a lot of times because we're always, I don't want to say always speaking for myself here when I say this, and maybe it can relate to some of you all, but I have a tendency to always worry about, oh, when I was in high school or when I was in college, I was on the dance floor. And now if you're at a wedding and somebody drags me in on the dance floor, I'm like, oh, no, 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 not, not me. You want to dance with her? You know, not, don't, don't pull me out here. I think as we get older, a lot of times we're so consumed and caught up in other people's opinions of, is this cool? Is this fun? Is this the thing to do? You know, I think so often we get stuck on what other people are thinking about us. And you know what? Who flipping cares? Who cares? You're going to look silly. Everybody's looked silly at some point in their life. But you know what? When you're loving life and you're living life on your own terms, who cares what you look like, how you act? Um, It it doesn't matter. Just be you. So I want to share a few things that we like to do in our family and how we have fun. And maybe you can apply this in your life. Um, Maybe it's something that you already do and, and you say, you know what? I like it. I'm going to modify it a little bit, but here's some things that we like to do at our house. Number one is Friday night dance party. Friday night, you've had the whole week. You come home. My husband is all about turning on the radio and he'll play anything from country to hip hop to Johnny Cash. It is all over the spectrum. We're listening to to Moon Taxi one minute and then the next minute we're listening to vanilla ice and girls just want to have fun. I mean, it, it is literally all over the place, but he's got this master playlist that he'll go back and play. And one of the sweetest things, there's a song that he and my oldest daughter have danced in the kitchen to since she was three years old. And he will always just pick her up and, and carry her and dance to this song. And even it's, I have pictures that I've taken from the time that she was little and he's always played this song with her. The song is called Best I Ever Had by Gary Allen, and he'll pick Peyton up and just dance around the kitchen with her. It's neat. Over the years, you know, I've, I've taken pictures of them, and her legs have gotten longer. And I can just imagine the day at her wedding. And I told him, I said, you know, this has to be the song that you all danced to at your wedding. And he said, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tear me apart. But it is the sweetest thing. So it always starts out, you know, really hype, really high energy, and he always ends it with this song. And it's just such a special moment with with he and Peyton. And it's definitely one that I know means so much to her and so much to him. But Friday night dance parties, if you're not doing it at your house, then crank up the music, cut loose, and have some fun. Okay, number two is school drop hip hop. <laughs> I am that mom who drives down the highway cranking up the tunes, anything from Veggie Tales. My nine-year-old had a request the other day. I said, okay, Charlie, what do you want to hear? And she goes, Fireball, because I'm a fireball. And I thought, yes, you are. So here we are listening to Pitbull, singing Fireball as loud as we can. You know, a lot of times we'll like to roll down the windows and everybody's passing us and we look like a bunch of idiots, but they are laughing hysterically and they think that I'm probably the coolest mom and I know it's only going to be short-lived, but if they're lucky and we're, we're running early, um, a lot of times I will drive past the school and turn around in the back of the cul-de-sac and all the neighbors are probably looking at me like, who is this crazy lady with her windows down jamming out? But it is school drop hip hop. We'll turn on the music, crank it up drive around the neighborhood and then drop them off at school, but it gets them pumped up. You know, they get hyped, they get energized, they're ready to go in. They've got a little bit more pep in their steps. So it's, it's definitely 
something that we we love to do. And again, seriously, anything from Veggie Tales. We've been on the Greatest Showman lately, um, so we just we do it all. It's fun. The next thing that I would remind you all to do is just to be a kid again. A lot of times, my daughters will ask me, "Play Barbies or play this or let's play school," and they want to play and imagine. And, you know, this is where it really all kind of begins. You know, they start to shape and form, you know, these ideas about life and and what they want to do, you know, what they enjoy doing. I remember growing up as a kid, we had a um, a Barbie McDonald's and it was the coolest thing ever. And for the longest time, you can ask my mom and my sister, I always wanted to work at McDonald's because we had this Barbie playhouse. And now, Oh my gosh, if you know me, if you're, if you're close enough to me, you know that I frequent McDonald's all the time. But I literally thought I'm going to work at McDonald's someday. I wanted to be a teacher because we played school so much. I really think as you use your imagination as a kid, there's definitely something to that that helps to shape and build those dreams later on in life. My sister and I would go outside and play for hours and hours and have one adventure after another you know, we got really good at making some pretty awesome mud pies. We would play lookout from the best climbing tree in our orchard and see all the cars that were going down the highway. You know, we didn't have very many cars that came up our driveway, but a lot of times we would climb that tree if we knew somebody was coming over and we would look out and we would wait. And it could be for 30 minutes, it could be for hours, but we would wait and just pretend that this tree was our house and one branch was her house and the other branch was mine. And we would intersect in the middle and you know, we would would be out there forever. You know, this was before we had the distraction of devices. And the only thing working against us was daylight. Our parents would make us come inside when it was time to eat. But otherwise, we were outside making the most of the time that we had. So be a kid. Go use your imagination. Play in the dirt. Play with Barbies. Go do something fun with your family or by yourself. Just go do something fun. Schedule it. Plan it. Do it. All right, the next one is to schedule more date nights. You know, I get it. it. It is hard when you've got kids, you've got commitments, you've got jobs, you've got all these different things that are pulling you in different directions. It is very easy to get in a rut or a routine of not finding connection with your spouse or your significant other. But it's important to still spend that time together because a lot of times, you know, what I was finding was when... I was so caught up in what was going on with my kids. I was spending less time really trying to connect with my husband and knowing what was going on in his life. And he gets comfortable doing his thing. I was comfortable doing my thing. We would try and schedule a date night and he was really quiet. We may not have as much to talk about. Um, So it's important to have that time together, whether that's having a lunch date so that you can have an interrupted conversation, getting a sitter, going out on the weekends, whatever that might be for you, what works best for you, but make sure you set a commitment and say, I'm going to have three date nights a month, or I'm going to have two date nights a month, or I'm going to have one every week. Good for you. But make sure that you're taking time for each other, because when you're taking time for each other and you're connecting and you're involved in what they're involved in and you're attuned to what's going on in their life, then the better everything else is going to be. So schedule more date nights. While we're talking about date nights, that's going to lead me to my next fun activity. So with four girls... We are trying, you know, you're always kind of pulled and tugged in different directions, especially with the older ones and the younger ones. The older ones feel like you're always spending time with the younger ones. You know, they always get all your attention. So um, about a year ago, we decided, I guess it was the year before COVID, we decided that we were going to take our daughters and do 
every Thursday, we were going to take a different daughter date and we were going to schedule some time. We were going to have one-on-one time with them. They got to pick the restaurant. Maybe they didn't want to go eat. Maybe they just wanted to go. A lot of times they just picked elite air, but they got to pick where we ate. They got to pick the activity that we did. It was their night. You know, they were the center of attention for two and a half hours. I would recommend not going to elite air after you eat. Um, Let's maybe think about going before. Um, Probably just a word of advice. But anyway, daughter date nights was super fun. We had a standing sitter and we would just take them out. And they they looked so forward to their night and they were already planning. I know what I'm going to do. And then the next time I'm going to do this. So you're connecting with them one-on-one at least once a month, which I know that sounds like it's not a lot, uh, but there always is going to be somebody else around. You know, you're trying to have a conversation with one, you've got one in your lap, one's trying to climb in your lap. So to make sure that you've got just their whole night, is all about them. You know, they are the center of attention and my girls really got excited about it. You know, they, they really enjoyed it. And then COVID kind of put a little, little hamper on things, but that's something that we're starting back up with our girls and um, it's, it's really valuable time together. All right. My last one and probably my favorite is to laugh at yourself. I've done, I can tell you all, and I'll probably will at some point on here, but I have, have got a lot of funny stories um, in times where I really did some dumb stuff and um, we laugh about it. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're not having fun, period. You know, if you take yourself that seriously that you can't laugh at yourself um, in the midst of everything else that's going on, then you really need to unwind a little bit. And it does. I know I talked about this a little bit earlier. It feels so good to let loose and just to let yourself be free of everybody else's opinion and definition of what fun looks like and really just have fun on your terms. Um, There's always going to be an opportunity to have fun. You just have to look for it. And I think we find that fun when we care less about how silly we look or what others might think and just be ourselves. Life is too short to be so serious all the time. I know you all have heard that before, but it really is. I'm going to share a funny story with you all. And um, this is one, one of many, like I said, times that I have, I look back now and I can really, really laugh at myself and think, oh my gosh, what in the world was I doing? So we take this trip. I guess it was probably maybe within our first year of marriage, we went with two other couples and we were going to go to Mexico. And this was not long after the, um, the Natalie Holloway incident. And so we're in another country and I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, my guard's up super high alert. And, um, it was our last night there at the resort and we were going to go into town, have a really nice meal, steak and lobster, and just really go all out. Cause we had been on the resort eating resort food and just kind of spent a little bit. So anyway, we decided that we're going to go, the girls were going back to the rooms. They're going to get showered up and ready to go. And then the guys were going to come up later. They were hanging out by the pool. And so I'm getting ready and I hear the door open and I immediately think, it's it's my husband, he's coming in, he's getting ready to get ready. And I said, Jacob, and I don't hear anything. And I say his name again, and I don't hear anything. And so I step out of the bathroom as I'm getting ready, just about to hop in the shower. I step out and I see a towel boy standing in my entryway. And so I freak out. I think, oh, this is it. I'm going down, you know, and it's all his fault. It's all Jacob's fault because he was supposed to come up here he was going to be ready to go. And um, now here I am standing there 
And here's this cowboy, this kid's probably 14 years old. And all I can remember to say, I don't know any Spanish. My husband had five years of Spanish and I'm trying to like, I've watched a little bit of Dora, you know, I've seen a little bit of that. I know the basics, you know, I've learned a few cuss words in Spanish, but I don't really know what to say to this, this kid who's standing here in front of me, looks scared to death. I'm scared to death. And all I can remember was the word Vominos from there was a competition a couple nights before between the resort and the guest and they're going, you know, dos, tres, Vominos. So I'm thinking that means one, two, three, go, like go, like get out of here. So I keep saying Vominos, Vominos, Vominos. And he is standing there holding the towels, looking at me like, I don't know what you want me to do, lady. So he finally leaves. I look out the peephole and he's still standing there. And I thought, okay, he's, he has a key to my room. He's going to come back in. I'm dead. I'm dead. So he walks off. Then I get mad. I get really, really angry because I'm mad at my husband because he was supposed to be up there getting ready. And had he been there, this wouldn't have happened, you know, so we're, I'm, I'm putting the blame on him. And I get, I get dressed because I was not dressed at the time. So I get dressed. I go down to the pool and I find my husband and he's there with the other two guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought you were coming in the room. You were supposed to be there. This kid walks in on me. And all I can remember to say is Vominos. And so one of the the other guys that was with us, um, he's a farmer and he has some migrant workers. And he's like, oh my gosh, Bridget, you were saying let's go. So no wonder this kid was so confused because here I am standing there, you know, about to hop in the shower. And, and I'm just sitting here saying Vominos, like, let's go. So this guy is is probably thinking, this American lady is crazy. Um but right in that moment, I mean, all I could do is laugh. I mean, I thought, what an idiot. <laughs> this is one of the dumbest things that I've done, but it is a great story to tell. And it's one that we we always laugh at. And just, we do this a lot with me. If you're in my family, my sister-in-law, Lauren, will probably tell you there's so many stories about Bridget when she has these one-liners or she'll say something. And I mean, all you can do is laugh because I have a lot of embarrassing moments. So needless to say, if you don't laugh at yourself, then... You need to laugh at yourself more. We watched a new movie last week called Yes Day. It is a great family movie. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I would highly encourage you to do so. Um, It's got Jennifer Garner. um, Super cute. Really fun. It is about a day where the kids get to choose anything they want to do within reason, within budget, and the parents cannot say no for 24 hours. And all you parents out there that have kids, I'm sure you probably heard them say, all you ever say is no. All you ever say is no. So yes day is a day for for just that. You have to say yes to everything all day long. They didn't know what they were going to do. So one of the scenes, they had to go through a car wash with all of their windows down and everybody still buckled in the car. So little things like that. They started off eating this bowl of ice cream. You have to do it in 30 minutes. Um, I mean, it was just, it was funny. You know, they had lots of different activities that they did throughout the day, but they could not say no. And I think that that's what we do in life. We get older, we're adulting, we think this is the responsible thing to do, and we forget to let loose and and really just have fun. So I'm going to encourage you, don't get so caught up in your schedules and responsibilities of parenting or being an adult that you forget to have fun. In the words of Amy Poehler, no one looks stupid when you're having fun. So don't limit happy hour to just an hour. Make it a part of your whole day. Find things at work, find things at home, find things in the car pickup line, whatever that might look like for you, but find something and make it fun because life is too short to be so serious all the time. 
And don't forget to laugh at yourself, please. And I want you to tell me about it. I'm telling you all embarrassing stories about me. So you better drop me a DM on Instagram um, and let me know (laughs) what stories you have to share. No, this episode was fun. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I love sharing a little bit about me with you. um, And I hope that you make it a priority this week to have more fun. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.